Hello, hello, and welcome to the Man United Agenda. I'm joined by Mr. B and Talk MU, and we're going to discuss the new additions at the club. Yes, good evening. Welcome to the Man United Agenda. My name is Amondi Juma. I'm joined by the wonderful Mr. B and the great Talk MU. How are you guys doing? Good, good, yeah, man. good. How are you doing? Do you like that feeling? Do you like how I build you up? Wonderful. Yeah, yeah I like race. it. Yeah? Yeah, I'm loving Just it. like the I'm channel. Good, good, good. So um, it's going to be a short show today. I'm just going to cover four things because uh, there's we can talk about the new additions uh, to the coaching, sorry, the staff and uh, the first five, eight minutes. We'll talk about the role descriptions, go into detail about the two role descriptions that we've got here and also video data analysis and just talk about the press conference as well leading up to young boys. There's some interesting things uh, that we want to discuss there, uh, Mr. B. Right. So first of all, first of all, um, there's an announcement made today uh, in, in the press conference that we finally got an assistant uh, coach to Ranrick and his name is Chris Anos. Anos? 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 I don't know. I can't get that right. I'm going to have to wait for the... Amas. Amas, sorry. Amas. Um, so, and also, we've got a sports psychologist coming in called Sasha Lenz, who both guys are known to uh, Ranrick. Uh, Mr. B, do you want to start us off with Chris Anos um, from New York Red Bulls? Yeah, it, it seems that um, we, we met him on his coaching while he was um, head of sports and development for um, Red Bull. Um, that's where the connection is with um, Ranjik. Um, it seems like he's known him for a little while. I was listening to a couple of videos today and they were talking about him being... Um, the, it was an American show, in all fairness, but they, they seem to be really happy that he's been given a, a, a job of that stature. Wow. Um, although they're talking about it being a six-month contract, he said, "You know my opinion on that already, but we'll keep that for yeah. something else." But, no, no, um, let us know. Let, 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 let the world know now. I, Come on, let I, it out. I, I just feel that this that that the people don't sign contracts for six months. I can't. I I truly believe that the manager that they want. They have already spoken to, and he's definitely going to come. And all these decisions and all these appointments that United are making is just to make a make it a smooth transition for when that that next manager comes in. My opinion. So, so just to summarise, you this guy is known to Ralph. He's worked with Ralph yeah. before, the, the new assistant yeah. coach. And, but he has no. Um, he hasn't worked with, um, the psychologist. I'm oh, sorry. We're talking about Chris Armist. Yeah, yeah he, Chris Armist. Yeah, he hasn't worked with him. But he's they they've crossed paths in okay. in the jobs that they've had. So, um, so a lot of as an assistant coach, he's going to be on the bench with uh, Ralph. Then yes, okay. yes. that's a huge no role, more, then, isn't it? Yes, no more um, um, Fletcher and um, McKenna <clears throat> on the bench now. So okay. um, yeah, hopefully a, a new a new voice. Is going to inspire really? those players to, to lift their levels that little so bit. Just, higher. just to add, uh, did you today? Did we know when he's coming in, Mr. B, Chris? Well, uh, at the moment, it's a work permit situation, so he's hoping that by Thursday, um, he did say in the press conference that Wednesday he hopes, but Thursday should be a definite. So we're hoping that come Thursday they'll be more involved in the team. So, 
That, and that's straight from the horse's mouth. From yeah, that's one hundred percent. That's that's okay. not paper talk. That's not me. <laughs> on the drink. It's, it's for sure. All right, moving on. So the second post I had it to you um, talking to you. We got a sports psychologist called Sasha Lenz coming in. Um, what, mm. what's, what's your homework? What have you done? What do you know about this dude? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to find an awful lot about him, but with, you know, the type of role that he's going to be fulfilling at Man United, it's a kind of it's kind of umbrellaed, you know, into into certain categories, which we'll talk about later. But um, I mean, he's been he's been at a few teams, you know, uh, previously. Some I would say the biggest. I don't know if you would agree, but Leipzig and Schalke, which which of those would you say is the bigger club? <laughs> you know what I mean? Schalke, so yeah, that's what I was thinking. So. Yeah, the guy's got a lot of experience, you know, and, and um, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they all combine together because this is he's not he's not going to be you know doing other roles away from what the players are doing in training, apparently. You know, it's going to be blended together. The whole the whole shebang is going to be all together. Mm. So talking, I mean, apparently he's saying they're saying he's a, he's a sports psychologist, but he's going to yeah. be. Used as a coach on the coaching yeah. side of things. Yeah, that's, the thing. I mean, that's well. I mean, when we we can talk about after this, we can talk about what that's going to entail. But this is what I'm saying is like this now. It's we've got we've got what McKenna and Feeling still, and anybody and and the the, the throwing coach. <laughs> What's his name again? Yeah. You know, and the other coach, right? Okay. So okay. now we're going to have what? It's going to be. What about seven? Is it six or seven people involved? Which is like it's a crazy number, really. When you think about it, it's, it is a crazy number. But I mean, you know what? All we can do is be optimistic. I, I will put it that way. All we can do is just yeah. be optimistic, and that this is going to work out in in the way that we anticipated. So apparently, uh, Sasha Lenz, he's also been a, a former player. He's played in uh, lower divisions in Germany. So he's known He's, he's known to, to um, he's been at RB with uh, Red Bull, I'm saying Red Bull, with um, our boy Ralph as well. So they're, they're quite familiar with one another. So uh, on the training ground as well, hopefully he can sort of get over Ralph's uh, philosophy quite easily, I hope. Um, and any issues about work permit as well with him then talk? Yeah, same, same, same kind of thing, really. Um, you've just got to wait, but it shouldn't take no more than a few days. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so guys, uh, welcome everyone in the comments. Just want to say, press the like and subscribe, guys. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe and make sure you press the like buttons now. Just moving on. So we just we want to cover the thing, the issue here. So sports psychologists, apparently uh, these are sort of guys that you can hire in or someone individually, like a player might hire them in, hire a man in to do a sports psychology on him. But we're hiring a, a guy for the club. Obviously, he's going to do the coaching, but Ralph has said in the past that he does uh, have a sports psychologist in the club. So I'm just going to run through mm. a quick summary about what a sports psychologist is about, what they do. So three factors here. They, they deal with the mental side of the game. and uh, mm. They encourage you know, players to get challenges, get players to have challenges for themselves, like outcomes, uh, work on motivation. Because uh, that can sometimes that's a mental thing, is it? Motivation to get the mo mm. getting up for games or getting up for playing and training and that kind of thing in life. Um, 
they usually help athletes and teams. So to do individually, and as we're seeing for us, it's probably be for the whole team as well. We're going to have an employee one for the whole of Manchester United. They add extra resource to the team, usually by uh, referral or practice practitioner in the past. You'd get a referral mm. to come in, someone struggling, this calling a sports psychologist. But now he's going to be based in the club, you know? Um, mm. So usually you get someone who researched, does the research and collects findings and data. And the sports psychologist gets his findings and data and applies it effectively to the, the team, you know, on the whole, to get the most out of him. Um, so anything anything like obstacles, any obstacles that a player or the team is experiencing, they provide solutions for that kind of thing. And confidence mm -hmm. is a huge factor uh, to restore um, restoring confidence in players, reaching goals and targets, and, and a sense of achievement and pride, that kind of thing. So these are all mental stuff that we don't often sort of... Um, think about do we so any ideas do anyone want to have a, uh, mr b what do you think about a sports psychologist being based at the club with that sort of summary can't hear you <laughs> mr b <laughs> sorry you throw me i thought a sports psychologist was this is gonna sound like a hype man you understand what i'm oh. saying by that as in a person who G's up the players. Now you talking about him collecting data for the team and eliminating problems for the team. I thought it was more on a on an individual basis. If have I got that wrong? Have I got that that, that whole that whole part it, of it, it wrong? It is both. They do both. So you in maybe because we've been employing someone for the club, he'd be a sports psychologist for the club. Eventually if we get someone in. You know, this guy's going to be a coach. But usually, say we're in a team, say you're you're in your team, your left back on, on Saturday football is struggling a bit. You'd call someone in as a practitioner to deal with his problems and motivation. But this is going to be as a team. So everyone will have access to him. Okay, yeah, because it sounds like he's going to be like proper, proper hands-on every day, every day. It doesn't look like he looks like he's going to be on the training ground with the players. Um, maybe not in the training ground with the players, but like in the background doing things, then people can be referred to him. He's Ranika said he will be at the training ground. Oh, every sorry, sorry. I, I'm referring, I'm talking about the job as a sports psychologist. Oh, but no, sorry, this guy sorry, is here. Sorry. Yeah, I'm right. talking about the job as a sports psychologist, but the role of this guy coming in was a sports psychologist, psychologist, but he's also he's going to be doing the training, he's going to be doing the general training. But the role of a sports psychologist in football is quite a modern thing right now. It's happening a lot in clubs. And we're now employing our first guy. Mm. So, Talk MU, do you want to add to that? Anything you want to add about the role of a sports psychologist at the club after what we just talked about? Yeah. Now? Oh, mate. I mean, listen, this look, you know, this is a it is an important role, to be fair, because you know, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about a team sport here. Everybody has everybody has their own individual weaknesses and their own individual strengths. So you've got to try and combine all them together to make a solid unit. And that's, you know, that's part of the plan here as well, in terms of what this guy is going to be doing, not only working with them individually, you know, on, um, like you said, motivation, resilience as well, uh, emotional control, and just like, you know, their overall sort of mental state, you know, it's managing as also your personal life with, the, you know, balancing it up with what you're doing in football. Because if, if you just let those things sort of, you know, melt into one, you get problems. You know, you can't concentrate on your game. You don't speak to anybody. No, nobody understands what's going on. Then the manager's got, you know, problems wondering, what's wrong with this player? You know, what, something's going on. 
So these guys like this are there to, to, to help that whole process and, and eliminate that. So for me, I think, you know what, it's a cracking move. And like we say, in terms of where he's worked before with other clubs, does that really, does that really matter in this particular role? If he understands what he's talking about and what he's doing in terms of, you know, how to get into people's minds, because this is what it's about, isn't it? This is about getting into their heads, making them, you know, focus on specific things in, during a match you know, as a collective totally. and individually. So for me, I just think it's a, it's a cracking move. And, you know, like I said before, let's just hope that it does go the way that we're hoping, that we're just going to see some really real big improvements you know, from the players. Because, um, it's a big club. Play, like you said, playing for a big club is massive, isn't it? And I think like, yeah. if you look over, let's think about some players over the last couple of seasons who might have benefited from having a sports psychologist there. Someone like who's who's gone off form. We've got Martial, who seems to be sort mm. of drifting. We've got, Mar uh, what's his name, Harry Maguire, with all the issues he's had. Phil Jones, especially, he came out recently talking about depression from all the abuse he's been getting online and that kind of thing. Um, Maguire was arrested, wasn't he? He had all that scandal. We had the penalty mm. misses from Rashford, from Sancho. Any other players you think would benefit from this kind of thing that we've seen over the last couple of seasons who've uh, had a dip in form or some I think, issues? I think they could all benefit, if honestly, you don't I think especially the younger players, like Mason Greenwood, for example, you know, because like we well, yeah, yeah, you know, um, balance, you know, it's, it's about balancing expectation and self. You sign your own goals that you meet, trying to put in your own mind. If you're putting them goals too high, what happens is you go out and try too hard, and when you try too hard, that's when you get problems. So, if you, you know, somebody like that, this guy can help young players, especially deal, deal with it better and set themselves more, how we say realistic goals and targets you know and then they're not then going into games thinking i must oh I, i'm gonna have to score or i'm gonna have to have to assist no you're not that's not you don't have to be like that you don't have to think like that in order to be a team player you know so i think things like that are going to be really important i'm not like i say not just for the younger players but for all the players so Jackie here is saying, hi, Jackie, how are you doing? She's saying, I do believe a sports psychologist role has changed. Uh, I do believe there should be a sports psychologist role. The game has changed so much with added pressures. What are these added, added pressures that she's talking about, Mr. B? What do you Money. Money, Twitter. Pressure, that's not pressure. <laughs> Instagram. When you say that, but mm. there, there's, certain things that let's, there's certain things that these players can't do. They can't, well, they can't go to Sainsbury's. They can't go as though, you know, they've, they've got, it's, it's just a different, just a different life. You know, me personally, I want the psychologists not to be dealing with their money. I want them to give them a winning mentality. That's what I, I want. That's what I want Lens to come in and do. Every day, you're a winner, you're a winner, you're a winner. That's what I want him to preach to them with the tactics that Randick's going to be giving them, you know, and the fresh, you know what it's like, fresh impetus, and again, we're listening to a new voice. You know, it's going to be three new voices at least coming in. You know, and if you're getting the the performances that we keep seeing, let I me mean, look. The the improvement's been even under Carrick. The improvement was, but this was this game was a a, a different level up. Yeah. So if you've got all of that coming in, and then you've got the motivation of a of a psycholo um, sports psychologist. It can only be good for the club. It can only be good for the players at the club. Do you remember, um, I think, Glenn Hoddle? Do you remember Glenn Hoddle when he was England manager? He brought in... Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm coming to. Yeah, you, you took the words out. Right? So, she was like a spiritual uh, guide or she, she she wasn't really a sports psychologist, but her, the role was to, it's the same really, to get the best out of the players mentally, but this was more spiritually as well. So, and, but he got a lot of abuse about that, didn't he? Because of something he said about karma and, and thing, which he shouldn't have said at the time, you know? But it, it just shows that was like 98, 25 years ago, something like that, you know? So it's a long time ago, but it's, he saw, he recognised the importance back then, which I think he, he was ahead of his time, Glenn Hoddle. He recognised the importance of bringing someone in just to mentally or spiritually get the players on board, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, do you want to add to that about Glenn Hoddle being ahead of his time? I don't know. That's kind of funny to me. I mean, the, the whole, the, just, just the whole, this whole psychology. It's like you know, you got to, you got to separate your, your, your home life to your, to your job. You know, you, you, they're two separate things. And like I said before, if you, if they start to melt into each other, you, that's where you can have a problem. So, yeah. it's, it's, for me, it's, it's a, it's just like I said before, it's a cracking, it's a cracking and very wise decision. Whoever, whoever's decision this has been. I mean, if, is this Ralph's decision? Is it him who's? Yes, I should imagine it is. Yeah. Yes. So you know what? That yeah. tells you then that he's he's got plans, he's got focus, and in, in his own mind. And one and when you're looking at a manager that has that, has got clear pathways that have got at each, at each destination there is a goal and an opportunity for to, for something to flourish and be successful. Then, wow! I mean, come on, it's it's great. So moving on uh, quickly because I uh, just want to say to you guys. Uh, we at Man United Agenda, we're pushing all the way. We've grown as a channel. And when we reach 1,000 subscribers, we will be giving away a Bruno Fernandes signed shirt. You probably heard that here a thousand times, but the thousand is the important mark. So <laughs> as soon as we hit a thousand, we'll be doing a live draw and some one of you uh, subscribers will be able to win that shirt. Hopefully not um, solo again. We don't want that. That'll just uh, cause uproar, you know, and scandal, which we're really not about. So um, yeah, please press the like and subscribe button, please, guys. Thank you for your contributions again. Great comments so far. Um, secondly, right, the second role I want to talk about, which has not really been employed yet, but Ralph has said this from the start, is a, a video data analysis. Yeah, we've all heard about this. So this is the this is modern football. This is what we, people do. So a performance analysis uh, is a video-based uh, thing. So it gives feedback to the players, uh, pre and post-match meetings, engaging with the players on a sort of like touch screen, etc., to spotlight and highlight all the issues. Uh, which need important issues about a game. Uh, so there's four main um, four main uh, uh, targets for the the sport sort of video data analysis. It'd be the training week. So you'd have someone focusing on the training week and what they do in training. That's all going to be filmed. And then you have the pre-match uh, where uh, someone will go out and study the opposition. And they will uh, collate some information about the strength and weakness of the opposition and uh, what they're like in and out of possession, that kind of thing. You know, uh, they'll watch the opposition for the last five games and then go and watch them live and then produce, like, pre present a 30-minute sort of presentation to the coaches and to the players in a pre-match meeting, and uh, which was sort of high. And this will um, break up between the defence, the midfield and attacking. So everyone will have all the knowledge, all the information, all the data on the opposition. So that's what usually happens in a pre-match uh, meeting with these new video data analysis. And these are 
people, actually people employed to do this. And then they would do the live game analysis as well. They would study the live game, watch it, and how we perform after training and the pre-match information and how we perform it. And then they would do a post-match analysis as well, you know? So it's a lot of information there and data that they use to sort of judge um, how we're doing. So it could be data, how many uh, shuttle runs someone does in the, on the pitch. Or are they doing it in the training? Has it increased? Is someone, uh, I read the other day, uh, Pavard from Barcelona, uh, Bayern Munich, his, his uh, data has decreased. Something's wrong with him. He's not doing the same amount of runs as he used to. And this is all from this video data analysis. So this is going to be incorporated into our club as well now, big time. Um, guys, thoughts on this? Mr B, what do you think about this kind of role? I'll be honest. I thought we had this at the club already. Uh, I mean, uh, this is an extra. We, we have been doing this at the club already, haven't we, Amanda? Yeah, yeah, or, but not on the levels of Ralph. Yeah. But it's stepped up with Ralph now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Ralph's bringing it in, like, incorporating it massively it's, into okay. the club. Yeah. Um, anything that players can see and don't, don't have to listen to is going to benefit them my opinion mm. the fact that they can see pictures or they can understand maybe i mean i would love to be to have the ipad or be linked to their ipad to see what sort of things they're discussing and what they're talking about because if it's discipline i think they're going to have the discipline to do what he wants them to do what in, in regards to in-game stats, I'm not really a stats man. Solo's the stats man, but we're Ivan. So I would more be looking at it from what I'm seeing in training. Now, obviously, if it correlates with uh, the data that the, the video, and of course, obviously, they're going to be doing it. They're going to be having it in training for them for maybe formation tactics or whatever. But these are things that I, I would have expected them to have before but it looks like now Ralph is bringing everything to a, a German level you know like they do things to the the minutes they've got the minutes you know he was talking about having a sports psychologist for Germany in 1998 you know that's a long time you know so the fact that these are the things that his German mentality is bringing to our club I keep saying something's in the pipeline. Yes, thank you so much. Um, Talk MU, what do you want to add about this video data analysis and the, how it works, how it's going to help Manchester United Football Club having it yeah. increased like this? Yeah, I mean, so, so again, it's a positive and it just means also that the players have got nowhere to hide. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got nowhere to hide, you've no excuses. That's that's one big factor of it. I think another big factor of it as well is it just it helps with the, with the selection. You know, team selection for when coming up, it's like certain games. You know, if you've got a lot of stats there that you can look at and work from against yours and the opposition, it's, you know, you can, it's like, like spreadsheets, you know, you can balance it up and go, right, well, okay. We know X player covers this amount of ground out of possession, you know, blah, blah, blah. Match it up with which what position is that, left back, right back, blah, blah, whatever. You know, it's just matching things up. And also like what... Um, was it Mark Gemini says in game fitness levels and recovery time? So I should imagine that though will already be something that the club would you hope 
they would know about that already. Because if they don't, <laughs> we're in, you know what, what we've been doing. No, you know what I mean? What we've been doing. So to me, I think that this is more about helping the coaches understand the players, understand their weaknesses, understand their strengths, and giving them more sort of to go off when it comes to picking the team. That's that's surely that can that's all it boils down to. You can't really get any more from it than that, I don't think. And preparation as well. I think uh, when you mm. pre when you prepared for something, you can cope with it better. So the sport combined with the sports uh, psychologist, preparation, motivation, challenges, all that kind of thing. And then you've got the video data analysis guy who's preparing you for each game. So each game, you're it's like a Formula One driver will do the prep practice day, learn the mm. track, do the um, you know, the simulation, that kind of thing. So you you master it. You master the game before it's even played. So this, one, I think, is so detailed, isn't it? This uh, video one, analysis. Yeah. But the one thing here is, is, is I'm sure they've got enough experience here, uh, to, to, this has to be all, you know, because we know, we've said it many times like about Manchester City and Liverpool. Can they sustain this type of football? Because to, to, to play that kind of football, it takes like, you know, lifestyle changes, regimes, you know, rules, regulations all kinds of things going on in your at the at the training ground and at home while you're at home sleeping at certain times waking up at certain times you can't do this you can't do that all these things all come together so for us if a lot of this is going to be new to us you know also newish like ramped up then we it has to be they're gonna to have to do it sort of you know steady eddy not just sort of be like right players and everything's just bombarding them because i think that that can be that can be dangerous in its in its own right if if you try and do too much at once. So okay. hopefully we'll see this gradually coming into play. I mean, unless I'm it right, what we seen the other day in that game from uh, um, the last game with Ralph having only forty five minutes one training session and a meet and greet, <laughs> we see the effects of that. I mean, yeah. surely we can only it can only be positive. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with you. So all these instructions to the club is just to maximise the potential mm. of, of what we can achieve, you know, as a club. And yeah. we should be achieving so much more um, compared to what we've done in the last seven, eight years. So I'm I'm fully behind this, you know. So, uh, Mr. B, uh, going to come to you in a sec, because we want to talk about a press conference, guys. Uh, last five minutes here. Just want to talk about a press conference. Uh, what, what kind of things stand out for you? Because he had Matic. Uh, we're sitting with him uh, discussing uh, the team and everything else. What kind? What stood out for you? Because did, did he talk about any particular players, fringe players that could be getting a game? Because obviously we qualified. So what was what's your conclusion of the press conference with Ralph, please? Am I on? Am I on this first talk? Shall I let you go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, Mr. B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Matic was talking. The first thing he said was they they want to impress the manager. This is the, the so-called second string. Right. Um, he was talking about the, the, the Ralph was talking about the freshness of players. So to me, and he mentioned Norwich, you know, we have managers and it tends to happen a lot in the game where they don't talk about the game after. We know they're thinking about it, yeah. but they don't talk about it. He specifically mentioned freshness for the Norwich game. He also mentioned Henderson starting. Okay, he mentioned okay. Dino. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Matic um, had had the, the, the floor. He's starting. Yeah. He said he's starting. He oh, said wow. Donny's starting. He was specifically wow. asked. Right. He was specifically asked about 
about Donny um, playing the game and players getting game time. Henderson, Matic and Donny are playing. That's fact. Mm. Unless they come down with something tonight, that's what we've got to look forward to. The rest of the team, he didn't open up on. We can only, we can only guess because they're through. We can work out the players who we think might play. Maybe I've got a discussion in a couple of minutes about that, but it would do with so much positivity. And then he was talking about the final part that got to me was he said it's logical to have a sports psychologist. He couldn't understand why we didn't have one. He said all clubs in Germany have had them. So right. he's come here again thinking, said, I don't know if Liverpool have one. I know they've got a throwing coach. I don't know if Arsenal have one. I don't know if Man City have one. I don't know if Tottenham have one. I can only know that our club, specifically, unless it was individual players, didn't have a holistic um, sports psychologist. So there was a lot of things that he brought to the press conference. And his honesty. And I'm wondering, you know, you talk about, I know I'm waffling, so I've got to get this out. You talk about And I used to think, Chaman, I'm on days deep. You know, I was sitting down watching the press conference. It was just like, wow. He's just talking about stuff, talking about the game, talking about in-game. He said, no, I love Oli in it, or I love Oli. And to hear the difference, the complete, mm. the complete difference, and he understands what he's talking about. He even had a question in German. And he, all right, he's German. But the fact that he can switch <laughs> from, he can switch from language to language, no problem. I love that. It's intelligence, you know? So he's bringing a world of, of experience now with him. He's bringing the coaches that he needs to come in. So, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So uh, Mr B there is highlighting the contrast from uh, Oli to Ralph, as in the confidence in what he's able to talk about with um, um, conviction, you know? So what what's your outcome of the this press conference talk, MU? What did you notice? Anything you want to talk about regarding the players or any sort of uh, hints into what's going to happen on, against young boys who's starting, you know? Uh, well, unfortunately, when I tuned into it, he was speaking German. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we are. I was like, oh, what? And you can't rewind it on the, um, when it's live on the, you know, on the Man United channel. And I was like, right. website. So I was like, well, what are you doing here? So anyway, so I've not had time to watch the whole, to watch it all. But okay. Going off, going off what Mr. B's saying there. I mean, yeah, it's, it was quite clear that he was going to take a balanced approach with this game because we're qualified. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to just going to like wipe the whole team that played last game out. You know, he's going to keep some legs in there. You know, we need to keep, keep things going um and again but i want to make something clear is this is an this is just an approach it's not guaranteed to work is it we have to remind ourselves of that this is a new approach that's all it that's all it is really when you boil it down to gravy this is just a new approach by somebody else who's got different ideas to somebody else so we're gonna see you know the decisions that he now makes because listen we still need to win this game I bet people say we don't need to win this game, but we do. We have to make sure we absolutely top that group. There's no two ways about that. So we're going to see now in, in how clever he really is. You know, looking at young boys' last performances, blah, blah, blah. Our last uh, game against them, which was, you know, let's not mention it. So from, I just think he's going to, yeah, he's, like you say, the, the players that he's named who he's going to give a chance to and a start, he's already made that clear. Which is great. We got Donny van der Beek. You know Henderson's going to get a shout. Um, but for me, I just think he's going to. I think he's going to stick with 
at least seven, maybe six or seven from the from the from the previous game, and then mix it up with others in there. But listen, you when you listen to the guy talk, he just fills you with confidence. And for me, yeah. that's that's you know what more do you want? Totally. So um, I mean, he was talking about a crowded fixture list. And it makes sense to rest players, you know. He says his whole ethos is to win games. Mm. Simple. Very simple. Like, very simple when he drops things. There's no complication here. He said, yeah. and he, he wants to make up. This is what he said was really uh, got me. He said he wants to make up for the loss in the first game against the young boys. So that means something mm -hmm. to him as well. And I, yeah, I think, wow, you know, that means something. You, you know, he's showing, you're getting the fans on board. Say, no, no, we don't accept that. You're going to get licks, you know. Someone who's talking about 5-0 in the um, predictions yesterday. I said 7-2. So well, there you go. It, it could well be. Put your bets on, boys. So also, he said in the first half against uh, Palace, he felt that was really, he was really happy with the performance. He said they, it was hit. It's almost perfect. So, so what he wants, if we want to see what we how we want to play in the future, first half of the against Palace is what Ralph is actually saying was almost perfect for him. And he said by the second half we controlled the game, and he's, he was content with that. You know, mm. so um, it's all he was saying. The video session and pre post match session was success. Uh, development, uh, res result of development in an improved team about defending. He wants to improve the team defending, and he mentions as well that it's the first clean sheet that we've had at home for six months since April, you know? And uh, when it, he was asked about what is success, how he defines success this season, he said, Champions League, getting in Champions League, challenging for the FA Cup, and challenging for the league, and the Champions yeah. League. And getting in the Champions League and going far as in trying to win the Champions League. Try and win mm -hmm. the league, if not top four, and win the FA Cup. So he's very positive and direct and keeps it very simple about what he wants. So are we all on side with Ralph? Because I am, for sure. Most well, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. So keeps things simple and sweet as the game should be played. So, yeah, that's about it for us today. What have we got on tomorrow, guys? <laughs> it's a big game. So, talk him, you can you let us know what yes, time you're going the watch along, uh The watch-along tomorrow with me and Mr. B. Didn't the game, is it a kick? Is it a 7.45 kickoff? Is it 8 o'clock? Uh, Champions League, what was it, 8 o'clock or 7.45? 8 o'clock. So eight you would be coming yeah, on so 10 minutes before the game then? Well, quarter to. We'll, we'll be on at quarter to eight. Um, and we are, for those people who've, who have made the the, the the comment about the the timer, yeah, that's something that we're looking into uh, as we... Brilliant. As we uh, as we go along our journey, yeah? so we're going to look if we can like get something in that. And but in the meantime, before whilst we haven't got one, we will be reminding you of the actual time in the game, so okay. you know we can keep up to date so on Mr. the time. What's happening after the the game? Then are we doing a post match show as well? It's going to be late, but make sure you, Mr. B post match show you on that one one hundred. But you know me, man. I talk until midnight, bro. And I know we're gonna. Oh. <laughs> I, know we're gonna I know we're gonna score loads of goals. So no, I, I, one hundred percent, we've got that watch along. Fifteen. So it's an action packed. We'll be on. Action packed Champions League game. We've got the floodlights on. Welcome to Manchester, young boys. Hopefully, you're gonna get a taste of Ralph's revenge. You know. So until then, make sure you tune in tomorrow. Like we say, we've got the live watch along, and afterwards we've got a post match show. But thanks for tuning in. Two new additions to our club. Um, hopefully, these guys settle in. Um, and start working with the boys and getting us improving on what we've already done with Palace and things. So let's go Manchester United. Until then, we're out. Good night, guys. Good night. Ciao.